0: Yeah. You wanted that 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 pre-recording goodness.
1: Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm here with my co-hosts Brian. Hey guys. And Jeff. Hey, what's up guys? This is a weekly pop culture podcast where we dive into the topics that interest us. Uh, this week we have a lot to talk about, so I'm actually just going to jump right into it. We had a huge news week. Last week I came out swinging against Disney for not uh, not having a lot of content on Disney Plus, and it's almost as if Disney listened to that episode. And, and they heard like, oh. you. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to jump into it. Disney released a bunch of stuff. I got a list here of um, all of their announcements. And we're going to go through it, and I'm going to see how we all feel about it, all right? So we're going to start with some of the Marvel announcements here. Um, Disney Plus series that were announced. Uh, We got the new trailer for WandaVision. Jeff, did you watch that? Yeah. Brian, did you watch it? I did not. Do you know what WandaVision is?
2: I'm assuming it's Wanda Maximoff or whatever, and she's or Suckalove or whatever the hell her name is and she's, uh,
1: you had it right. she's yeah. got her own Wanda show Wanda Suckalot, that's her name, Brian. Yeah, sorry. Pervert. What? Jeff, do you want to give him a quick rundown?
0: Sure. Uh, so in uh, Infinity Wars, uh, Vision dies in front of her and she doesn't really uh, process that information and, in Avengers Endgame. So uh, this show is her... Psyche breaking, as she uh, creates alternate realities where she and Vision are still together. Uh, her rea- her powers in the comic are uh, reality altering magical powers, and so it's just going to be this kind of crazy hodgepodge of episodes that is going through the decades of television. So it starts in like the fifties, the next like sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and it, each episode is going to be modeled after one of those kind of time periods. And it's gonna be like a sitcom.
1: Yeah, specifically sitcoms from those different eras. So there's like a Brady Bunch style sitcom. There's uh like a Roseanne style sitcom, it looks like. There's like it looks like they go into the nineties and do like a sort of friend style
0: thing. They have like an I Love um, Lucy, like it, it follows each of those, um yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting. Uh it one of the most promising things about that is wanda maximov kicks off the no more mutants events in the comics she's the one that basically stops mutants from ever uh spawning in the comics uh so, and is also she's also responsible for bringing the mutants back after avengers vs x-men so there is a very solid chance that either in this or in doctor strange the multiverse of madness wanda maximov will bring mutants into the marvel cinematic universe it's almost guaranteed so wow.
1: that looks really good um it's yeah it's wanda and vision um sort of going through the sitcom eras as she processes uh the loss of uh you know her love and like you know she her brother was killed and he's confirmed to come back Ar- aaron taylor johnson is in uh oh he's in yeah, yeah. the movie we're talking about later too yeah, yeah i forgot about him um he's confirmed to come back as quicksilver in the show monica rambo is in it um it looks good it looks really good I recommend watching the trailer I'm excited it looks like it gets really weird it sort of looks Legion-esque with like it's weirdness which is cool because I really liked Legion um, moving on Falcon and the Winter Soldier finally got a, a trailer so we kind of see what's going on there that looks really good uh, did you guys watch that?
2: oh yeah twice three times see I'm gonna I'm gonna have to represent the uh, listening viewership or whatever that uh, hasn't seen this stuff I'll be asking the questions and having the confusion
1: <laughs> so Jeff you want to give him a quicker rundown of what that is? <laughs> no.
0: yeah, well, this one, so I mean, this one he's more familiar with. He's he's seen the Captain America movies more frequently, so I mean, it's it's just what happens to Captain America's team after Captain America's not there anymore. It's it's Bucky and the Falcon, Sam Wilson, are picking up the mantle and continuing their work. Um, it looks like they're going to be introducing Steve Rogers' son uh, as uh, U.S. agent.
1: Wait, what? Did they call him Rogers?
0: In well, so that's just what the uh, theories right now are. Is that because Steve Rogers went into the past and had children? Uh, that that's probably what. I don't know. That's what Whoa. I believe anyway. Um, I had
1: not heard that, and then that just blew my mind a little bit. I don't. I would be surprised if they do that. Um, but yeah, Brian, it's at the end of Endgame. Cap gives. Uh, Sam Wilson his shield but the government has decided that that's their property and so they give it to another person called US Agent
2: how can you give the same shield to two people
1: there's only one that's it it's just one shield so it's Falcon and Winter Soldier but there's there's a new enemy group called the Flag Smashers that apparently are kind of of trying to kill Captain America I guess I don't really know we don't really know yet but it looks really crazy i mean there's a great uh ending sting on this trailer where cap is running from some helicopters or fly or not cap uh falcon is flying through some like the grand canyon running from helicopters and there's like all kinds of missiles chasing him and shit it looks great reminded me of that movie stealth you remember stealth yeah it looked like that it was cool i really am excited uh for this to come out it looks really good um Next one is the Loki series, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it to you. What is the Loki series? What's going on there?
0: Uh, in Avengers Endgame, we see Loki get his hands on the Tesseract and disappear into space. And this is what happens immediately after that. He starts fucking around with space, starts fucking around with time, and he ends up getting arrested by uh, a governmental I don't body. Know.
1: What is it? TVA? I, I was it's like. The, it's, to like the,
0: it's the time violation authority. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, okay. I do know them. And they they, they essentially arrest oh, Loki. You, uh, t-
2: you mean the cops from Tenant? Is that what you're saying?
1: Right, and then Owen Wilson appear is like his handler, which is pretty funny. I was interested to see him. Join. It's more
0: like the group from uh, from Umbrella Academy. Um, yeah exactly but, yeah it
1: almost it looks like an umbrella academy-esque show it looks like it's like wild fun Loki's going through time building an army it looks like he has like a viking and it looks then wild Khan. i've seen
0: i've <laughs> seen people right now are losing their minds over the loki presidential pins that they advertised on the trailer um there's a point yeah, where he's weird. like he's like going for president weird. and he's got this like loki pin and everyone's like i need it now <laughs>
1: yeah it looks crazy i don't even know what's going on it look that's the one i'm honestly of these probably the most excited about yeah it looks Um, really well done yeah i just really like tom hiddleston a lot and everyone is the way that he goes into the role of loki is he really captures like the idea of like mischievousness i didn't read a lot of thor comics growing up um but i have been reading a lot of thor lately and it seems like they've really tried to move the character towards his version of it like everybody likes his version of loki so much yeah. that even the comic books have started to mimic what he is doing with it yeah. which i think is really cool um next we uh we got the confirmation that Haley steinfeld is playing kate bishop in the hawkeye series which uh appears to be mimicking everybody's favorite uh run of hawkeye done by matt fraction and i think chips a dark no gabriel oh i can't remember who the artist is on it um it's someone that i really like (laughs) but it's that really great hawkeye run where matt fraction said give me hawkeye on his day off and then you just see hawkeye kind of going through new york city and having to deal with like low level bad guys sort of like daredevil um and that looks real i I mean i don't know about the series yet they just started filming it so there's no trailers out but you're thinking some photos leaked david aha that's it thank you very much um that series Aha. i've read it <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry. yes exactly um Sorry, I thought that i've that read that right. series multiple times it is very 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 good very funny and hopefully this uh tv show captures that because i think everybody agrees that that's i mean that's really what put matt fraction on the map right like he did that People, and then everybody wanted him
0: on one of the set photos go. you can see that Hawkeye's wearing some kind of ear device and everyone's wondering if he's going to be uh deaf
1: deaf yeah, well, he goes deaf in the comic, in that series, and so that like they're really they're really mimicking it. It even has like what's the dog pizza dog or something like that. Uh, he Lucky has, like, a dog. Lucky Lucky the pizza dog something like that. Um, and then hit yeah, and then he's training Kate Bishop, which uh, brings Haley Steinfeld into the world, another female Avenger, which is exciting. Um, all right, then we got the trailer for the What If, uh, which is a series of animated episodes where what if things had gone differently sort of one of the things we see is uh what if uh geez what is steve rogers love peggy carter interest peggy carter what if she got the super soldier serum and become became captain britain uh, another one we see is t'challa getting uh uh picked up by uh yondu and his gang and he becomes star lord so it's t'challa out in space as star lord Um, And we know that Chadwick Boseman voiced that before he passed, so it's kind of exciting. Okay, so those are animated is what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, they're animated. They're just one episode animated series. It appears to be a Doctor Strange one um, that I couldn't really make out what was going on.
0: They've got an Iron Man 2. They've got Marvel Zombies. They've got Yeah, they're doing
1: Marvel Zombies, which is exciting because that's a pretty fun series written by Robert Kirkman before he did uh, Walking Dead, which is kind of interesting. You could see that he was really into zombies before that. So yeah, that's coming out. Uh they also announced three new series coming out uh to that uh, uh had not been previously announced. We're
0: getting Ironheart. Jeff, who is Ironheart? Uh Ironheart is a woman who uh co-ops a suit of Iron Man armor to pick up the mantle of Iron Man. Her name is Iron uh, Riri Williams assumes the mantle yep. of Ironheart. Uh Tony Stark is her AI companion. Um in the comics they did i am not super familiar with the character i've so tony stark
1: dies after after the secret or i can't i can't remember so no it's the most recent what's the one where steve rogers goes crazy um or goes hydra yeah so steve so tony dies and then the person who's inhabiting the iron man armor is an AI of Tony Stark controlling the Iron Man armor. Rewi Williams co-ops that and becomes Iron Man and takes Tony Stark on as her sidekick basically. He becomes the Jarvis and then Tony Stark comes back to life and she becomes Iron Heart after that. And um, So she's getting her own series. Uh, then right after that Don Cheadle is doing a a series which is going to be called Armor Wars which appears to be who's going to take on the suit of armor now that tony start like who becomes the new iron man basically it's the battle for the cowl after batman's death right it's that
0: it's what if iron man's suit of armor got into the wrong hands and how many people right. would try and step up to fill the mantle um if that happened
1: right exactly so that's been announced and that's pretty exciting because i love don Cheadle. um and then Secret Invasion was also announced. Jeff, what is Secret Invasion from the comics? Do you remember?
0: Yeah, Secret Invasion is this massive world uh, combining event where an alien race that has the ability to change shape is revealed to have taken over uh, a large part of society, that they've replaced a lot of uh, humans and, mu- and superhumans, uh, and the Avengers n- now can no longer trust anyone because they don't know if the person they're talking to is... Actually, Tony Stark or Tony Stark who was replaced by an alien five years ago, um, and it's this big thing about you know trust, and it's this this I don't know epic storyline from like a decade ago. Um, yeah,
1: so it's pretty interesting. Uh, you find out that a lot of the characters that we've been following for years are have been Sc- sleeper agent scrolls the whole time. They didn't even know it until they they got awoken. Um, it's pretty interesting. This one seems to be taking. Uh, a different direction it's just going to be Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn hunting down a group of rogue scrolls who are trying to take down the planet or take down Earth or something like that directly coming off of uh, the Far From Home um, uh, post credit scene where we find out that Ben Mendelsohn was pretending to be Nick Fury I don't know interesting um no release date announced on that one. We just know that it's coming. They confirmed that Moon Knight is in development, but did not confirm that Oscar Isaac had signed on to do it, which makes you think that that just means that con, uh, contracts haven't been signed. Um, she Hulk got confirmed with Tatiana Maslany playing, uh, Jennifer Saunders. Is that the character's name? Uh, I don't remember. Her I can't name. remember. Anyway, she becomes she Hulk. Um, And then they also released a sizzle reel for Miss Marvel, who is a Pakistani um, character. I haven't read a lot about it, but I know that she's become really popular in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And finally, they announced that um, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, will be appearing in Captain Marvel 2. And there's a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming out on Disney Plus uh, at the end of next year, um, right before... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out in January of the next year, I think.
0: Directed by James Gunn.
1: Yes, right. So, how do we feel about all of those announcements just from Marvel coming to Disney Plus? Brian, are there any of those that sound extremely exciting to you or that you're particularly interested in?
2: I mean, it's hard to digest it all right now. I think I'm just going to have to enjoy them as they come out. But um, my thought went to can you imagine being one of these actors that signed on in the early days and then now it's just like you got to just dive into this like the comic book universe and figure out where your character goes and all the different storylines because any one of them has the possibility to get produced on screen you know with this new project so it's pretty cool i mean like i'm picturing samuel jackson i'm sure that he was like yeah i'll just be nick fury for a movie or two and then all of a sudden they're like hey you're gonna do this little series and then you're probably gonna show up like i imagine he's gonna pop up in a bunch of stuff so
1: I mean, he has been, right? He just keeps showing up in different things. That's got to be
2: nice for, like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like actors, you know, like getting to reprise a role is a dream come true in a lot of ways. But then on the other side, it can feel like a trap a little bit. Suffocating, cast, or Suffocating, like cast. I suffocating. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I wonder how these guys are feeling about, like, their characters getting ran with so far that...
1: I mean, I think that's why Chris Evans left left Cap- or I kept talking about wanting to leave captain america i think he was just like damn i signed on to this and now it's all i do like i don't have time to do anything else i don't have time to like try to flex any other acting muscles i'm just captain america all the time i mean i i, I don't know i guess when you're a creative like that you want to you know branch out and try different things right. but I got to be honest, if, like, I have to go to work as a banker every day, like I don't get to yeah, just be like, deal oh, it, I want to do something America. different now.
2: Yeah. yeah, I have to go be the coolest freaking superhero, you know, oh, And get paid time. millions of dollars. God, this sucks. Like, I don't get to branch out. Like, yeah, yeah give this me a break. Is,
0: I know we don't have a lot of time for tangents in this episode, but I did read something saying that Paul Walker was actually in the running for the role of Superman Returns that went to Brandon Ruth what? back in – and that he turned it down because he didn't want to be typecasted because there's like a curse that follows Superman actors. I can't um, even imagine Paul Walker in that role. Yeah, yeah
1: that would have been terrible. That would have been worse than that movie actually is. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Jumping into some Marvel movies, Ke- uh, Kevin Feige um, confirmed that they are not recasting Black Panther. Uh, They're going to move the mantle of Black Panther onto one of the existing characters or onto a completely new character. They will not be playing king t'challa is dead in the in the marvel universe um ant-man and the Wasp got their sequel confirmed it's going to be called quantumania and it's going to have um jonathan majors as kang the conqueror we talked about that a little bit um when jeffrey and i covered the news a couple weeks back Kang the conqueror is a time traveling descendant of reed richards from the fantastic four i think it's played by jonathan majors who is uh tick atticus from um lovecraft country which i really like him i think that he's really talented, yeah, After he's that talented. Show, i'm excited to see what he's gonna do next yeah, um, he's good. so i think that that's a really good casting i'm a little bit bothered i feel like unless they like hopefully they make king the conqueror a bigger part of uh like hopefully that's they're using Ant-Man to introduce King the Conqueror as the next big villain because he's kind of a big deal in the comics. He keeps coming back. He's kind of a Thanos-type figure. There's been a lot of crossover events that surround King the Conqueror, so it'd be sort of crazy if they use him as a one-off villain and then just let him die. I'd be... I don't know, bummed out. Not that I like have an affinity for the character, but I just don't want them to waste him.
0: I think he's a great introduction. I think there's a lot of stuff that's going to be revolving around time, unfortunately. And uh, I think, he, I mean, the fact he fights the Inhumans, he fights the Fantastic Four, he fights the Avengers, he fights all of these major superhero teams. And all of those things are people that I think he will continuously show up in. Right,
1: I, ho- I hope so. I, th- I hope so because I think this actor is really talented and I'd hate for them to, uh, you know, pull a case on us and take mads mickelson and waste him on a minor villain that barely gets any play in a movie you know um they also confirmed uh that dr strange in the multiverse of madness will be a tie-in to wandavision like wandavision is going to go straight into the multiverse of madness which makes me think that wanda unlocks the multiverse and then dr strange has to deal with it and then Spider-Man the third Spider-Man movie is going to come right off of that and Doctor Strange is going to be in that movie as well and it's clearly a multiverse movie we know that uh they're trying to get Toby they're in talks and contract negotiations right now to get Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield back Alfred Molina is coming back as Doctor Octopus that's confirmed Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro
0: this is for the Spider-Man film not the Doctor Strange film
1: no 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 but we know that that um, well I right the third spider-man movie is a um multiverse movie correct i mean they're basically doing live action spider-verse right which is cool it's interesting um and then we got the confirmation coming off of that that director jonathan watts of the spider-man trilogy newest spider-man trilogy will be helming a marvel fantastic four movie does anyone care about that one
0: i I do (laughs) I mean, I, uh, it'll be
1: interesting I think that I just I don't know I don't know how you do a Fantastic Four movie in live action um, because I think the best Fantastic Four movie to this day and I'm not the first person to say this is um what's it called Incredibles the Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie you know I know it's not the Fantastic Four but all the basically all the same power sets are in it and it's the best way to make those characters work together I mean, I just do a live action one of those and call it fantastic Four, I guess. That's that's your answer.
0: I I, I um, completely disagree.
1: Okay. We can talk about that another time. Um, we don't have time to argue about this. Let them
0: fight. Yeah.
1: Um all right. Now comes the Disney Plus Star Wars announcements. Mandalorian is getting two spin-off shows. Ahsoka, Tano is getting her own show called Ahsoka and a new one called Rangers of the New Republic um, they're going to be all set in the same time period and they are planning to have multiple crossovers between the three shows meaning that Din Djarin will show up in the Rangers of the New Republic or her he and Ahsoka will team up at different times or whatever they're going to be moving in and out of each other's shows sort of the way that the CW does with their crossover events and all the DC shows um, how do you guys feel about that do you think that this is a time period that we want to see explored that deeply like i'm kind of liking the mandalorian being its kind of own thing just exploring random shit i almost feel like doing this is going to lessen the show because it's so much more continuity for me to pay attention to right
0: oversaturation for sure is a concern um right i mean I'm, I'm up for it all i think the only one i'm not really excited for is the obi-wan tv show Oh, um, well,
1: that's the next topic so we can just jump right into it jeff what's happening with that tell us
0: uh, we're having characters reprise their role, actors reprise their role. We've got Ewan McGregor coming back for Obi Wan. We've got Hayden Christensen coming back for Darth Vader. Yes. And maybe, just maybe, we'll have uh, uh, Re- Lars. Ray Park? No, the the actor that plays. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Owen. Yeah. His name is Lars.
1: Me. Yeah, me too. For some reason, <laughs> that Australian Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Um, that's right. Yeah, he. Yeah, he comes back as Owen Lars.
2: <laughs> I still
1: can't believe that he showed up in that role. But I guess he was nobody at the time. This is an early
2: career role. Yeah.
1: I mean, they they filmed that trilogy in Australia. So there's a lot of Australian actors. Like, Rose Byrne is in is in one of those. You guys know Rose Byrne, right? The no. pretty British woman who's in Bridesmaids and uh, Spy. Oh. And, so, and she's in Troy. Yeah. Brian? Uh, what is Oh, she she's Perseus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Her. Yeah, she's in she plays uh one of Princess Amidala's like replacements or something like that, like the next queen in line. I can see it. Which is funny cuz she's Australian also. You know who else is in that in that first one? Kira Knightley has a really small role as uh she's the she's the decoy for Princess Amidala. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, I like rewatched them last year and was like, wow. I didn't know that there was so many like famous people.
2: Star studded decoys for Yeah. Natalie Portman. Oh. You know who else is in that? Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Very small cameo. It has role. to be it has to be pointed out every time. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, okay. So I don't yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm interested to see what they're doing. Um they're doing a new animated spin-off called Star Wars The Bad Batch, which follows a um group of clones from the Clone Wars animated series uh, after Order 66 as they go off and uh, don't kill Jedi. Right, They rebel against their programming. Uh, It's interesting not really into the Star Wars animated stuff um, but people are. They announced uh, or confirmed and released a sizzle reel for Andor, the spin-off show to Rogue One which is apparently supposed to take place before the feats of Rogue One, so we're gonna be seeing uh Cashian Andor patrolling the galaxy as a sort of rebel assassin and spy. Um kinda of interested to see that. I like that character a lot. I like that actor a lot, Diego Luna. Um I think that it's interesting. Um but also like because we know that how that character dies, it's just like what is it going to be? You know what I mean? Is it just the same with the Obi wan series, right? I mean kind of glanced over it but it's sort of what is that story like we already know that character what the like how can you build tension in this because we know obi-wan doesn't die in any of the desert scenes or anything like that right we know where he dies so what is the tension coming from in that show right same thing with andor like where does the tension come from we know he doesn't get caught and spend the rest of his life in prison so how are you going to make me think right
0: and and right. How, like, just the entire concept of how do you have a, a successful show that has the correct amount of stakes without drawing the, the uh, attention of the Empire? Right, the, the second a Jedi, you think a second a Jedi is running around doing shit, the Empire is going to close in.
2: Let me ask you something: Do they does the Empire think that Obi Wan is dead all those years? Why would they think he was dead? No one
0: successfully what, killed. Him. That's what I'm
2: saying. Is so, what's wrong with him drawing attention as long as he can go back into hiding successfully? Because like you're talking would, about how you know, he has to do stuff under the radar that they never notice, but what I'm saying is all he has to do is disappear again.
0: But that So he just shows up, kills people, and runs away, and the Empire shows up right after him at the end of each episode? Same. They're just like, damn, just missed him. Yeah, stymies their efforts and then disappears again. I mean, are yeah. we expecting a face-off between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader? Because I thought the second time they meet was... Uh,
1: well, all they say has been a long time. I always get confused by this. I mean, it's obviously George Lucas didn't know what he was doing. Like, he didn't have like a huge overarching plan. But when Obi-Wan and Darth Vader meet on uh, the Death Star in, or not on the Death Star, on the Star Destroyer in uh, A New Hope, they, he calls him Darth. He's like, we meet again, Darth. And it's like, they, like they, he says it as if it's his first name you know what I mean? like it's it's a title it's like calling him we meet again lord instead of calling him lord kenneth Branagh or something right or sir kenneth brana we meet again well, sir. I mean, at that it's time, such a weird way to address somebody
0: at that but, time darth vader wasn't a title darth vader was the character's name
1: exactly and then they expand it to darth sidious and then it becomes you know right and then, then it became a
0: title
2: right they also but,
0: they also have but, luke and leia make out in the second movie yeah, that's... <laughs> and they decided they're siblings, so...
2: I... Did they not have a plan for them to be siblings when that happened? I'm so confused. No, they definitely did no, not. No fucking way. They were like, oh, they could be a love interest. And the George Lucas <laughs> was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. See, and that yeah, that Darth thing is a, a continuity thing that I think you could just chalk up to a, a franchise that's been made over 50 years or whatever. Oh, so. correct. Yeah, of course. But, but I Jeff, think why that... don't you dive into your plot hole that you brought up the other day via text
0: that we were all sitting there scratching our heads. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to spend too much time on a tangent again, but um... – yeah, I pointed out to my brothers that it doesn't make any sense that if the... Oh, I, was,
1: I forgot about this.
0: <laughs> if the Republic was trying to hide Darth Vader's children from him, why did they hide him, not only in their family home, but give him the same name <laughs> oh, yeah. as, as, as his yeah. father? They kept the name and kept him with immediate family.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a
2: weird decision.
1: Hey, so I didn't funny. play in sight.
2: I didn't, yeah, you know what probably <laughs> happened? They're probably going to have to roll out a scene where Hayden Christensen, like, like, like hears about a Skywalker baby living in his family home, and he's like, nah, it's too obvious. And then yes. flies away. <laughs> 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 Which is genius. <laughs> nah, there's yeah. no way they would do that. It must be a different baby. And then just fly off. <laughs> yeah, a
1: bit ridiculous. Um, that's very funny. Uh, okay, back to the releases they announced a new show called the acolyte which is being helmed by uh leslie headland set in the era of the high republic which is a new time period that they are exploring in the expanded um comic books and novels um which is before the period where Darth Sidious gets in back when yoda was like a young jedi right and um it's called. I don't really know much more about it except for that they're gonna go deep into that. Um, a new Disney Plus uh, series called A Droid Story with R two D two and C three P O sounds stupid. And a Lando uh, mini series got announced.
0: With Donald I don't, Glover.
1: I I don't know. They haven't announced who is it. Yeah, is it Billy D? Is it Donald Glover? Is it gonna be both of them and different like? different eras cutting back and forth. I don't really know. That would be sick if they did that, had both of them. I'd be stoked on that. If they get Donald Glover to come back, I'm fully on board for this. Like I would way rather see Lando's story than Han Solo's story. I think that that's way more interesting to me. Um, but that's all we know is that they announced a Lando series that no directors are attached that I'm aware of or showrunners are attached. Sure. Um, and then, Jeff, a little thing for you. Star Wars Visions, and anime anthology series uh is coming to disney plus basically each episode will tell a different story in a different person's anime style awesome um in the star wars universe i think that that sounds interesting at the very least um all right so that's all the star wars um disney plus series does anyone have any feelings about those anything that you're really interested to see I mean, I'm personally excited about the Obi-Wan series, mostly just because I really like Ewan McGregor um, and I like his interpretation of Obi-Wan. And I think that there's enough time there to explore what he was doing while he was taking care of Luke. So, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that?
2: Personally, I I think that Disney has such a good formula for just producing an entertaining film that I'm not going to allow myself to dive too deep into each one and how they fit in and, you know, whether they make as much sense and I, I think I'm just going to allow myself to enjoy the films and think about that later because it sounds like we've got a whole slate of entertaining stuff to digest over and over again as time goes on and I, I think that's awesome that they're expanding and using a lot more source material than just like one or two storylines and I think that's going to be fun to watch and, and not worth overthinking
1: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah I agree um, speaking okay. of overthinking nope not doing
1: it um Wonder Woman, the uh, Star Wars movie, got a, a new Star Wars movie got announced. Wonder Woman's director, Patty Jenkins, will be uh, helming a movie called Rogue Squadron in 2023. Um, Rogue Squadron is based on a series of comics and books and video games that kind of follow um, one of the X Wing squadrons. I don't really i don't know i don't know why you would go with a movie called rogue one and then do a movie called rogue squadron i don't know why you want to confuse everybody unless rogue squadron is a sequel to rogue one that'd be sick but i don't know how you do that because all the characters in rogue one died so i don't know what they're doing well it's with that. especially
0: annoying given given how they how rogue one got its name canonically in the movie where they're like what is your designation and he's like rogue one and i was just like this is d- <laughs> dumb as shit it's I that thing where, this. like,
1: you you ask what your name is, and then the guy looks around the room and is exactly. like, "My name is hand sanitizer lotion." Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you know. um, okay. Um, Taika Waititi. They confirmed that Taika Waititi is working on a Star Wars movie. We had already kind of known that that was happening, but they confirmed it. Then we get Disney Animation got a new movie coming out in 2021 on disney plus and uh it is called raya and the last dragon it's like a it looks like it's a chinese animated film or an animated film taking place in the chinese i don't know i don't it's a pixar movie in china i don't know anything else about it they announced a bit a baymax disney plus series Baymax is the robot character from Big Hero Six, so we're getting a follow-up on that. They're doing a show called Zootopia Plus, which is a new series based on Zootopia. They are um, a sequel to The Princess and the Frog, which is, I think, the lowest-earning Disney movie of all time. They're getting that on um, Disney Plus. I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I more would be surprised that. if
0: Disney earned less than like Black Cauldron. I mean, if if Princess and the Frog are in less than Black Cauldron, I think Black Cauldron is that's true. Is, is Black Cauldron flop, pretty
1: dumb, yeah. Maybe. Um, Encanto, a new uh, movie set within, uh, set in Colombia, written by written by Lin Manuel Miranda, the writer of Hamilton, has been announced, which is kind of exciting. Um, and a new one called Iwaju, which is a long-form series where they're partnering up with an African entertainment company to produce, like, an international piece, which I think is really interesting. Um, But I don't know if I care about any of that, to be honest. That all (laughs) sounds like stuff that is not made for me, (laughs) made for children, and I don't have any, so I won't be watching any of it. Any of you guys care about any of that? I think I'm probably more into the Pixar stuff than you guys, and I don't even care, so anyone? no one all right Pixar um they also announced a few other things um Luca an Italian movie uh Turning Red about a 13 year old girl going through puberty uh that transforms into a giant red panda when she gets excited that got announced I don't know (laughs) how I feel about that announcement um but here's the big one that I think I do really want to talk to you guys about, because I'm kind of annoyed by it. Uh, it's, I mean, you probably have heard, but they are releasing a movie called Lightyear, that is about. It's a prequel spinoff to Toy Story, following the man that the Buzz Lightyear toy is made is named after. So it's the
2: actual Buzz Lightyear. Human, and it's voiced by Chris Evans. So they're saying that there's an actual human astronaut in that universe that
0: they created a toy after later.
1: Yes,
2: and they're making a movie about
1: that person.
0: <laughs> an animated movie voiced by Chris Evans.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want this to happen. I so, want
0: them to not do what
1: they. I really fights, want them to stop. He fights <laughs> aliens
2: and stuff, and he like ex- yeah. Like, I don't. I he don't. goes. Like I I don't get too deep into it, but it's implied that he fights aliens and stuff, so now we're gonna go into the Toy Story universe and just like I don't know, like address this new concept of them having deep space exploration and Grant,
0: they already had an animated TV show about the prequel adventures of Buzz Lightyear, that there is a cartoon set within the Toy Story universe that the show is based off of, and now there's a human that the cartoon's based off that the toy's based off. Maybe, maybe. Stay with me here. Maybe
2: they will find an alien civilization that will explain, like, that has the technology to bring toys to life. I don't want them to do that. I don't want that <laughs> at all. <laughs> don't
1: do that. Please stop. I want to write a letter to Disney and just be like, uh, R.E. Lightyear, please don't, period. <laughs> Signed Tyler Perry. <laughs> that's discrep- what they
2: receive. Suddenly they just scrapped their plan and they're like, yeah, we had, we had a Dunkin' Authority. This was going to flop.
0: Well, you did want more content, Tyler. This is kind of on you. Yeah, I brought
1: this on myself. I really don't want this to happen. I really love the Toy Story movies. I watch them, like, every year.
0: You say that about every film series we talk about. We bring up a film series. Oh, I watch those every year. Lord of the Rings, I watch those every year. Rocky, oh, I watch all eight Rocky movies every year.
1: Oh, I don't watch the Rocky movies. I just watch the fight scenes. (laughs) Which is the worst
0: part of the movie.
2: Yeah. By far. I, I don't watch um, the whole terrible movie. I just watch the worst parts. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. I do do that. Um, Do-do? Do, yep. <laughs> every time.
2: Every time. <laughs> Do-do watch. I,
1: I don't know. Do you guys think that this is as stupid as I do? Are you guys as upset about it as I am? I mean,
0: if you don't like it, just don't watch it. I, I'm not saying it's going to be Maybe. awful, It's but it could be. But I
1: am obviously going to watch it. Yeah, that's the thing it's so frustrating I'm already... that I'm already signing up for the pain <laughs> yeah, I, that's the thing I really need them to not do it so that I can not watch it because I'm definitely going to watch it, if it it's ever one ever. of
2: those movies that I think one day I will watch by scrolling through like a Netflix style streaming service and looking for something to watch and I'll be like oh there's that movie Leggier, a, a Netflix
1: style di- uh, streaming service sort of like the one that Disney whatever or, Disney plus uh, there has... you go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's wow, an idea. Last week, you were predicting <laughs> an Disney, idea. Was... Disney should make a Netflix-style streaming service. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, like I, I see it one day, like scrolling through Disney Plus and being like, "Eh, fuck it. I got two hours to burn. Let's see what. Let's see how this is."
1: Yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen, and I'm gonna watch it, and then I'm gonna like it, and I'm gonna be like, "God damn it! I hate myself for liking." Yeah, this. my dis my
2: disappointment will come from paying for it. All right. So
1: that's basically everything. Uh, they announced like a a series from Noah Hawley who's the guy who did um, Fargo and Legion which are both shows that I've enjoyed quite a lot based on Alien we just got an announcement that they're doing an Alien TV series I don't know anything else about it Uh, it's interesting although I wish they would just stop I kind of feel the same way about the Terminator movies and stuff like just stop making stuff in that universe please I think we have enough of a mess in there you guys kind of already fucked up please stop um, Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth are doing a National Geographic travel series, and um, I don't know. There's a few other things I skipped over that. What a I don't weird care about.
2: combination! Chris Smith, Hemsworth and Chris Will Smith. Smith. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna watch it. But what a weird They're combination! Both really
1: charming and handsome, and uh, they seem like them being friends makes the world a slightly better place yeah, for no, some reason. I'm definitely gonna pull <laughs> some value out
2: of it. I'll just very much enjoy their interactions, but yeah, exactly. it's a weird combination to think about.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah, when I first read that, I was like, huh, that's the only travel show I've ever been interested in, just based on the premise. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, who thought that up? Like, you know what? We need a, a travel series, National Geographic. And I'm thinking Will Smith and, and someone else was like, Chris Hemsworth, dude, that'd be amazing. Like, Yeah, well, I would.
1: I have to imagine that those two are friends in real life or have met and were like, hey, do you want to travel the world together? <laughs> <laughs> have they ever done a film <laughs> and <laughs> and get together? get Disney to pay for it? I well mean, they both were ex. Uh, were they were both men in black
0: yeah I'm guessing Will Smith is probably on the set of men in black 4 at some point
1: maybe yeah I don't I don't know um, but it'd, it'd be weird for to be on that set it.
2: and them not slipping some kind of cameo
0: Well, if yeah. it doesn't make sense with the script of, have
2: course, to of course to I didn't go. watch that movie that closely maybe they did slip in a cameo
0: that I missed <laughs> it's like uh, Scary Movie 3 with aliens walking in the background it's just kind of Will Smith
1: yeah it's just so good. he just shows up all right how do we feel overall about those Disney annou- announcements? Yay, nay, whatever.
0: Yeah, it sounds incredible. I I love. I mean, competitions uh, a fantastic thing, and I think that if Warner Brothers and Disney Plus want to compete for my attention, I'm going to pay for both and and love the content.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it was a hell of a way for Disney to bounce back. They've been struggling with with the COVID, with the uh, with the, you know, the vid. So um, this was a hell of a way for them to address. Tyler's uh, outspoken concerns and and show him that uh, the mouse is still relevant and it's got
1: I big ears. I really quickly want to touch on this. Um, it's a deeper concept. what sorry. What did you say, Jeff?
0: Uh, I was gonna say on, on the on the off chance that this podcast somehow has magical powers. I'm gonna complain about the lack of money in my bank account real quick. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe I was just onto something that Disney also caught on because. It's interesting that on the day that Disney chose to announce all of this stuff, it was announced that the Directors Guild of America was suing Warner Brothers for their decision to release all of their movies on streaming Mm -hmm. at the same time as in the theaters. They're also being sued by movie theater chains and multiple directors, including Denny Villeneuve, uh, Christopher Nolan, and James Gunn all openly tweeted their dissatisfaction with Warner Brothers for making this decision. They're all very upset. So now it is a very public bad decision for on warner brothers part because directors and actors are all coming out saying i don't work for a streaming service i work for a movie studio i'm a movie star not a streaming star like this is not what they I work up for warner
2: bros like what i'm just be curious to that's the
1: thing warner brothers already paid these people they need to shut the fuck up yeah in my opinion. i'll do
0: whatever that, I'll, I'll like to film on fire after you're done with it if i, if I for all i care there are contractual things like in the negotiations, they have box office revenue considered into the thing. So if the it, Warner brothers just correct. strips that box office revenue, then he's straight up taking people. They're taking people's profits. I understand what Warner brothers is sure. trying to do, but um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes down. I mean, yeah, so I
1: think we'll have to comment on this more as the developing story progresses, but this I, I couldn't, did quickly.
0: This what? couldn't have been something that Warner brothers just pulled the rug out from under people. It's got to be something that they considered doing for a while. Which means all of these studios would have known in advance that it was going to happen. So it's an interesting thing that Warner Brothers would have gone through with it. Jeff, the way that it's coming out is
1: they're saying that Warner Brothers told them 30 minutes before they made the announcement. Oh, wow. They reached out and sent emails 30 minutes before they made the announcement, which makes me wonder... Was Disney waiting for Warner Brothers Like did Disney make this announcement because Warner Brothers made theirs, or did Warner Brothers make theirs because they
2: knew yeah. Disney was going to do this? <laughs> picture picture the Disney like it, like head offices all of a sudden the Warner Bros. News drops and they're like, "Shit, <laughs> dial up everything, we loaded the I'm, cannons, we got to get this stuff out there."
0: I'm picturing yeah. the uh, the uh, uh Return of the Jet, the Return of the Sith. I don't know. They're, no, they're, I don't know. Uh, Revenge the, of the, the- Sith no I'm picturing the um, Revenge of the Wookiees Donald, uh, Adam Driver meme where he's like fire everything uh, more yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be a meme out there Disney like, freaking <laughs> out like, Jeff oh, I'm gosh. putting it on
2: you
1: to make it put it on our page first quick Um. yeah I mean it's like it. I I think one of those two happened either Warner Brothers got some inside knowledge that Disney was about to make this announcement and so decided to do this to right. capture some attention yep and and it backfired, or Warner Brothers made this decision. It started to backfire, and Disney was like, one two punch knockout time, double tap. Yeah. Put Disney's put like, one in the we head, are a streaming service. That. Extra nails in the coffin.
2: Release WandaVision. Yeah,
1: release the Kraken. Oh, I watched those movies, by the way. <laughs> they're all, they're both on HBO Max: Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans. We could talk about them another time, but. Uh, they're not good (laughs) to be honest they have not held up that well we could could talk Um, about the
0: short career of Sam Worthington well he's gonna make his way
1: back because Avatar sequels he's the main character in all the Avatar sequels and James Cameron loves
2: him so can can we also Uh, point out that uh, Tyler once again just admitted that he watched all the way through a a terrible film and then said you know what I need to watch the second one (laughs) that he had already seen and already knew he didn't like
0: Wrath of the Titan is significantly worse
2: yeah it, uh, no kidding <laughs>
1: um, but okay the second topic here um, I was trying to limit this to 30 minutes we'll see how we do on that um, we saw Tenet Christopher Nolan's 2020 film Wait, Tenet so... movie that I have been excited to see for about two years now uh, w- w- stayed away from all the reviews, didn't listen to any podcasts about it and then i i got to see it we saw it and uh we're gonna talk about it um for those who need a refresher tenet is a time travel-esque movie directed by christopher nolan uh the time keeper himself uh cinematography hoyt van hoytema looks incredible um the score by lugwood goranson um starring john david washington is it, is it who... lug
2: lugwid or ludwig Lud, ludwig what did i say lugwig lugwid <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i like that by uh, by lugwid uh <laughs> uh all right starring john david washington as a character named protagonist
2: we'll get into that i was questioning that i was like did i hear his name at any point because they keep saying protagonist and antagonist i thought that was interesting. yeah
1: I mean, it was very much Christopher Nolan being like, see what I did there, guys? See what I did? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You get There's no way. You get it? There's
2: no way a guy that talented did that.
1: Yes, that is exactly what he did. He wrote the screenplay Anyway, Robert Pattinson in probably my favorite role by Robert Pattinson. I really liked him in this. I thought he was really great. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, uh, who is an up-and-coming talent. I had never seen her in anything before, but apparently people really like her. Um, Kenneth Branagh and uh, the obligatory Michael Caine Appearance in a Christopher Nolan movie. Um Eating. Yeah. Before we get into any spoilers, I mean, do you guys just want to talk? Did you like the movie? Did you understand the movie?
0: Because <laughs> I, I, I will say I'm I'm really glad I watched it digitally. Um Because if I had seen that in the theaters, I would not have enjoyed it half as much. I I legitimately paused and rewound the show. Like I would watch it and be like, okay, I wasn't really listening and I sneezed for a second there and I missed 15 minutes of detail, so I'm going to... Well, that's something I
1: actually wanted to bring up real quick. I had trouble hearing... I thought maybe the audio was messed up on the video that I had, but I read a bunch of reviews and apparently other people were like having trouble hearing the audio because he sets scenes on boats and leaves the soundscape of the waves crashing just extra loud, so it's really hard to hear what they're talking about. And so much of this movie requires the exposition because it's so complicated that disguising the sound is kind of frustrating. I don't did you guys feel that as well? Did you yeah, guys have trouble hearing what one they were saying? I can't about? remember
0: exactly what it was that everyone like four or five times trying to figure out exactly what was said and I couldn't figure it out by the end. I was like I, I don't know what he's trying to say here.
1: Yeah, I didn't do that and I really struggled with a lot of it. I mean you kind of just have to pick things up from context clues, I guess, throughout the movie. I mean, Brian, how did you feel about that?
2: Um, uh, I didn't notice that too much, to be honest. I, I did notice the dialogue in general is unusual. Um, there were just conversations that were had where first off the time in between a comment and then a reply between two people is super tight throughout right. the whole film. I don't know if you noticed that, but their conversations were very quick.
0: I, I do yes. want to give an obligatory spoiler for anyone who's listening that we are going to get very deep into things that, that will just have happened in the film. So if you haven't watched it, right, 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 right.
1: But I'm, I'm trying to do like a bit of non-spoilers right up front. And it's just about the mechanics of the film or sure. about like the, just like Brian, how continue. The, the film played. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. And the, the way their interactions were at times, I, I kept looking at my wife and being like, are you hearing this conversation? It's just such a weird, like, almost like jarring way to, to talk to each other, like, uh, perfect example that I thought of uh, you know protagonist in the restaurant he walks up the server's kind of being snobby to, or the the manager's being kind of snobby to him and he goes hey I'll have what uh, he's having thank you and the guy's like oh uh, like I'll have a, a waiter sent over and he goes nah just pass it on and then sits down and I'm like like what? Like it was just very unusual interaction. For weird... someone that just walked into a restaurant and is talking to an employee. That had no like, greater
0: bearing on the show. It was a weird interaction for yeah, him. to, Yeah, and like, there was just a couple on.
2: of times where like different characters are talking to each other, and it was just like super quick responses, and a lot of it was kind of snarky towards each other. Like it was interesting, like dialogue choice for for Christopher yeah, that... Nolan.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I don't. It, I was going to talk about the end of that scene. It doesn't matter, but it it just plays into like they were. Everybody seemed to be ribbing each other as if they were old friends but none of these people knew each other i I kind of got confused by that yeah. too
2: he played like a more robotic version of of james bond I, I thought like his character just felt like a robotic james bond where he was like you see him even in scenes where he's standing in a group talking to people and they're all talking and he's just very stiff his arms are by his side his expressions like are very non-existent his answers are very much like like a robot where you ask it a question and it immediately knows an answer you know what i mean and like right that to me felt intentional in a way and I yeah. couldn't really figure out why, where he just wanted a, a more, you know, machine-like version of Bond, where Bond is, has a more suave side to it. And it was almost like he tried to do a, a like a robotic version of that suaveness. I, I'm having a hard time describing it. it so you unusual. mentioned
0: that restaurant scene and I'm glad you did because it literally reminded me, you know like RPG video games like Fallout or Cyberpunk, you can like fast forward conversations. You can just right. press circle and it, that's what it felt like. It felt like Christopher Nolan was in there like fucking pressing the circle button. like Yeah, that just <laughs> like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, I, I got crazy exactly. shit to get to, let's go. That's exactly what yeah. I felt like. I was like, oh, like the editing was super weird. Like he wouldn't just have the conversation be fast. He would literally just be like, pan, 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 pan. And I was just like, okay, I'm like getting dizzy with how many yeah. cuts there are in this, in this 30 second scene.
1: So, well, I think that that leads me to my next topic. I felt, well, first I want to say, that really lends itself to something I've already said, but cause for Nolan, I think might be a robot. I think He might be actually a robot. And like that character, the way that you're describing him as robotic really lends itself to that. But, um, the next thing I wanted to say is I think this movie might've just been overstuffed. I think it was too much. It was like uh, the way I described it to a friend when we, I was talking about it uh, yesterday is if I had to describe it in one word, it would be overly ambitious. Like, it's or over ambitious. I don't know. However you make that one word over (laughs) hyphen ambitious. It's, it's too much. I think that he had too much to do in, I mean, it's a long movie, two and a half hours. And yet it feels like it's moving really fast because it has to, like, it just is so rapid fire. I mean, the first 30 minutes we see him, John David Washington have conversations with like six different people. And each one of them, is giving him just details about what he needs to know. Like he
0: goes sure. from. So before we get into the, the actual show, I, I wanted to give my general thoughts. If you're, I didn't want to get too far into the spoilers. No, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, I, I felt like uh, the movie moves like a million miles an hour. Um,
1: yeah, which makes the two and a half hours not feel so so
0: heavy. Sure, but it also is if you're trying to sit down in one sitting, like, and you don't get to, like, there was a point where a character was explaining like commerce and, and, uh, manipulating, uh, tax through importing. And I was like, what does this have to do with this film? And if, if you, I had to pause it and rewind it back, like, okay, I missed this important sentence and because I, you know, sneezed and suddenly I didn't know what the fuck was going on for the next half hour. Um, but I I felt like ultimately my impression of the show I felt like Christopher Nolan wanted to make like a ten episode HBO show and was denied and so he made a two hour movie instead and didn't cut any of the information.
1: Like I feel like Christopher Nolan wanted should have written a book, <laughs> and not made this a movie. Exactly. I think that this this story would have made so such a good book. Uh, like the whole time I was just like man I really wish I was just reading this right now because I would be able to understand what was happening a little bit better seeing right. it on film. Um. Uh, I don't know uh, real quick before we jump into spoilers how did you guys feel about the the reverse effect um did it it (laughs) how did that work out for you guys was it visually stunning did it blow your mind the way that I think Christopher Nolan was hoping it would or was it kind of just uh sort of interesting at first and then after a while like had diminishing returns how did you guys feel about it
0: yeah, I mean, I I thought some of the shots were kind of lazy. Like there was a point where like showed a bird flying in reverse, and I was like, okay, I could do that with a camera. I could just film a bird and film it in reverse. Like there was nothing cool there. But then in the same shot, then the next you know second, there's a pile of dust being blown by the wind, and it's the dust being blown backward. And I was like, all right, cool. Like that's some cool stuff. And a character walking through the dust as it's being blown backwards. Like, um,
1: I like the part where he first come. Well, he he's walking in the reverse, and he walks through a puddle and the puddle splash reverses as he steps in it. That's pretty cool. That I'll, to, I'll yeah. talk about that when we get
0: more yeah, into the Yeah, but it just, I just, but...
1: the, so there were interesting, Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Should we just jump right into spoilers? Yeah, let's jump into the spoilers. Okay, I'm going to go, all right, guys, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Let's talk about this movie. Does anyone have, uh, let's just do a quick spoiler uh, recap of the movie, Brian. Do you want to quickly outline the like the plot of the movie?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. So basically, from what I gathered, and I haven't done like I typically with a movie this deep, I like to go through like written synopsis or like summaries of it to like make sure I understood it. And I haven't done that yet, so I could miss something. Help me, help me out if I I go off here. But um, from what I understand, uh, the protagonist. Uh, is part of a, you know, like a deep operative, some kind of FBI, you know, deep intelligence. um, CIA. CIA, there you go. Um, And he proves himself on an early mission. Um, And I think he doesn't fully grasp what's going on, but he proves himself in a way that um, allows them to, like, trust him with a deeper part of the organization, which is called Tenet. Am I good so far? Uh, It appears to be, yeah. Okay. Um, And uh, Tenet is all about... Trying to um, prevent a coming World War III, which is, I guess, in some way, being caused by what they call—I um, don't know how do I describe this—inverted technology, where reverse entropy. Yeah, where they basically have found a way through—I um, don't know—some kind of nuclear radiation in the future to like change the the entropy or like the structure of objects so that they travel backwards through time instead of forwards as stuff normally does and what they're doing is sending objects through uh, into the past and basically that technology is now being utilized to set up the stage for like a coming world war or like the destruction of the world am i correct so far so
1: i think that that's the way that they've they they started and i think what you find out by the end of the movie which i struggled with this is comes into this lens or brings me to one of my major problems It appears that Kenneth Branagh is, it's not World War III that they're trying to create. They're literally going to reverse all of time. And everybody from the future where the world is going to end, because there's an apocalypse coming, is going to start moving backwards and live in reverse time. And so it's going to destroy the fabric of time and everybody from our time period moving forward is going to die so that the people from the future can live in reverse they're going to reverse time and everybody's just going to live exist in that direction. Now. Apparently that's what
0: I got. With everything right. happening
2: in reverse like that.
0: Yeah. That's what I, huh, I missed that. But so the problem with that is why would they then want the antagonists to uh, start the time period in 2010? If all the people in the future, like that's when time starts going backwards for everything. So no one in the future right. gets to, gets the benefit of, that time going backwards
1: no wait why not
0: because the time starts going backwards in 2020 (laughs) that's when time fucking stops time but that's the thing
1: this movie is confusion incarnate like that's the part so I'm gonna quickly say I this is probably my least favorite Christopher Nolan movie at this point um it beats interstellar (laughs) It's my least favorite Um, or I guess insomnia is one that I don't really think about is like Christopher Nolan's one remake and I don't really love that one. Um, But this movie really was, it's just, it's so confusing. And there's so many things that aren't explained and they do that thing that I really liked when Ryan Johnson did it in Looper where they say explicitly, don't think about it, (laughs) just let it happen. And, but that didn't work in this movie for me because he posits a world where things are moving backwards and then put sense characters back in time but like they leave people behind in their version of reality like how does elizabeth the bickie's character when she goes back and reverses through time how does she get back to the future where her son is alone now like she left her son there with her madman husband to come back in time to kill her husband but how does she get back now there's a world where there's two elizabeth the bickies in the past like how does she get back there's no time travel forward it's a good point right i didn't yeah, even think about that
2: i, I honestly to, the, the answer i'm gonna have for a lot of this stuff is i'll have to rewatch it yeah <laughs> well, that's
0: the thing i feel like it's it's only a couple of months that there's two elizabeth debickies though so she can just lay low for a couple of months and then when she her future self goes back in time she just steps in and continues the role right but then explain that right um, well and here's the thing like this is exactly
2: how i felt post inception Like actually watching it the first, you know, through all the way through because I fell asleep the first time I watched Inception, but uh, uh, it's going to continue to get brought up, so I might as well be the one to bring it up. But uh, (laughs) basically, when I watched Inception for that first time and the concept kind of hit, I was like, whoa, okay. And then I remember watching it the second time and it was almost like as if I was watching it for the first time again with just a better understanding of the concept. And so I think this right. is going to be the same way where the more times you watch it, the more you're like, ah, okay, I, I understand that part now. I get how this might have worked. And I'm guessing he fleshed a lot of that stuff out and we just didn't catch it because to be honest with you, and this is the shout out I was going to give um, Washington, the protagonist, is there were moments where, especially in the scenes where you see stuff reversing and him like going reverse through time, where I'm going like this watching the film where I'm like, uh, like oh my god my brain can't handle this stuff happening in reverse while you're going forward and then it would shoot like flash to his face and you could tell he was doing the same thing in the film like his brain yeah. couldn't handle things not going the way that they need to go for it to make sense in like i thought that was really effective and i was really glad they added that in because i was just like it wouldn't make sense to me for someone to be able to go like to switch and go reverse through time and their brain not be like totally burning up because like they you know like it wouldn't make sense for them to be able to process that easily because it just doesn't work with your brain like the car driving scenes where the cars are reversing and stuff like it's just impossible for your mind to totally grasp that in that moment that I was glad that they showed him at moments being like oh what the heck is going on Uh, because it was happening to me as the viewer so prepare yourself for that if you haven't seen it for some reason sticking around through these spoilers
0: how can like I don't understand how things can be interacted with like if a person reverses their entropy and they go back in time, how can they grab a vehicle that does not have reverse entropy and drive that backwards through time? I don't know. It's- I
1: don't, yeah, that I was struggling with that too. Like how is that vehicle being acted upon because that vehicle should be going forward? Right. Right?
2: But then the people who are moving forward can handle a gun that's in reverse. So I was about so- to say, I don't think that matters as long as you're operating it in the reverse timeline. I don't Wait, think it you, what also needs
0: say? to go What? You just said you just said you don't think that people can operate things that are going in reverse. No, 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 no. I said
2: I don't think it matters that the entropy of that object has been reversed as long as it's being operated by someone who's going in reverse.
1: That's a good point because when he's operating he's the, just car, driving the car, the car-, he's well, just and driving the, the, the car is the car's uh steering is in reverse to him, right? Like he's having to struggle with it. Because it's in it's going forward, but he's driving it backwards, and so it's all fucked up. So that I guess they explained that. His <laughs>
0: sure. brain is just grinding. <laughs> no, it's just frustrating.
1: I like. I also have a problem because in we're in the spoilers part, right? So yeah, when John David Washington is in the past and they're doing that siege where Elizabeth DeBicki is on the boat with Kenneth Branagh, John David Washington has the com- or protagonist has the conversation with. Was his name? Sador? S- Sado? S- Sador. Sador. Um, Sador. He is having a conversation with that man, but in that timeline, that guy doesn't know him yet. He hasn't met him yet. Yes, he has. S- no, he hasn't.
0: Because, that no, the husband comes back in time to kill himself in the past. That's what that was? Yeah. The husband had already sent, the Russian had already <laughs> sent himself back in time. That was the future Russian with the future wife talking to the future... Uh, uh, watching protagonist. protagonist. Yeah, those it's are so all future versions of themselves. Going into
2: this, going into this film, and knowing that it was going to be about time manipulation, I started looking at the characters from the very onset. I told myself, "Hey, I know Chris Nolan is capable of doing this." Uh, like in his films, especially with um, what's the magician one? Prestige, uh, Prestige, where the person you're looking at, you think is the version that's like been going through the timeline, and then you find out later it's a different person. You know what I mean? And so I was going through the early scenes with that thought, like, especially when it shows the protagonist step out onto the street in, like, Mumbai or whatever he is, and he's, like, talking on the phone with somebody trying to get access, and that's where he meets Robert Pattinson. He steps out in, like, a different colored suit, and I thought, it's a different version of him. I know it. Don't try to fool me, bitch. Like, and then, like, (laughs) you're, like, looking for it, but you're grabbing the wrong details. Yeah, that's exactly right. It threw me off because it wasn't (laughs) that way at all. Like,. Like, so the whole time I was like, ah, I know it's a different version of him. And then, <laughs> and like, that's how like it was at the beginning. And then like when that didn't play out that way, I was like, okay, but I will say this. It led me to the point where they fight the guy, like the inverted masked men in the art, version of art himself, vault, right, yeah. And it made me go, I bet you that's him in the future. However, that was my first thought in that scene. And then when he, the inverted version of him tried to shoot him, I was like, "Oh, maybe it's not him." Because why would he try to kill himself? And then later, I had that same question when we see the inverted guy's perspective, and he's trying to shoot him, and I'm, I'm coming to this conversation with the question of why was he trying to shoot him? I don't understand. I don't what... think he was
1: trying to shoot him. I think he was purposely shooting off the what, off to the like side push of him a certain head way or to, whatever. Yeah, to get him to move closer to the the
2: inversion machine. I guess that makes sense because I was like, why are you trying to kill yourself right now? Like, I don't understand. Like, and it, and it was like, it's what threw me off the scent earlier because I was like, oh man,
0: I bet you this is him. So I've, like, I've thought about this a lot. back to this day for some reason. And and the movie does have the, the biggest plot hole that I've found is the movie works off of a predestination view of time travel that what, will happen, has happened, so you're watching this person do the things that you will do, you don't actually have any ability to change what will happen. Because
1: John David I mean that's what protagonist keeps saying. Right. Because keeps asking, like, if you know, can you do it different?
0: Right. Because like if you watch someone throw a punch and then you know when you go back in time to dodge that punch, but you didn't dodge the punch the first time it was thrown, then you wouldn't like if you dodge it the second time then you would have watched yourself dodge the punch. Like it doesn't work that way because like the thing would have happened in order for you to know it's coming. You would have to have seen it already. It just doesn't work that way. Um, But they then break their own rules when uh, he first realizes, like when they're trying to steal the 242 or 241, whatever it's called, um, the, the, what they thought was plutonium, he's like one of you fucking talked and he's about to kill Robert Pattinson and they go no they're doing a pizza Moon where they witness everything go forward in time and then they reverse their entropy so they know everything that's going to happen and then they go and interfere when they go backwards in time but they would have seen themselves interfering like it just doesn't work that they wouldn't have known what to do because they would have already seen themselves interfering and then they would have interfered because they would have seen themselves it just it doesn't work that way the whole concept of the predestination it just it just falls flat i mean I, I think so
1: real quick i want to move away from the plot a little bit if that's okay sorry sure. did you have one more thought there jeff
0: I, I wanted to get into how just overly complicated every single detail of this film was
1: see that let's get back to that i want to i want to move over to um some of the stars um john david washington do you guys know anything about him nope no denzel washington's son did oh you really know that
2: I could totally see that he, now that
1: you say that. And his voice the whole time I was just like, "This guy is definitely Denzel's son." He looked <laughs> like <laughs> um... the way that he talks is so Denzel Washington. It's it's hilarious to me. Did you know that he played in the NFL, Brian, for the St. Louis Rams?
2: I did not know that.
1: Yep, um, in 2006, apparently, um, he's five eight. Elizabeth Debicki is six two. I thought that that was cool that they just let them let him be way shorter than her. I really liked that because it shows that it's okay that there's a shorter man in a, you know, that's fine. You know what I mean? Every movie like Tom Cruise will like not let himself be seen as shorter than women, even though he's like five, eight, you know, um, same with Sylvester Stallone. He'd always wear like boots with big old platforms on them in movies so that when he's walking next to women, he looks like way bigger than them, even though he's kind of a shorter dude. Um, so I thought it was really cool and shows a lot of confidence in John David Washington. Um, I thought it was interesting that they dressed him in, like, really, really, really nice polo shirts at all times. Any suit that he's wearing, he's always wearing a polo shirt instead of, like, a dress shirt. I thought that was interesting. Um, I thought he was really good. You were talking about him being sort of robotic. Uh, I think that that was a a choice that he made um, because his character is, like, very military, right? Like, he's trying – he's emulating, like, what somebody who's in the military – Um, would act like so I thought that that was interesting and I thought he was really good I liked him a lot I also really liked his physicality in his role Um, I'm sure these fight scenes are really difficult to film especially with one character moving backwards and the other one moving forwards that must have been so difficult
2: Uh, I can only imagine this shit was blowing my mind
1: yeah I mean I didn't love that fight scene because it was a lot of like the two of them like missing a lot because they I didn't I didn't I didn't really get it, I don't I don't know it didn't really work for me but that fight scene where he's in the kitchen at that restaurant with Elizabeth Debicki and he takes out those like four Russian mob dudes I thought great. that was incredible I was like oh Nolan finally figured out how to <laughs> direct a fight scene because this is amazing this looks so good and then they didn't do another straightforward fight I mean Batman Begins
0: day. has some epic has an epic uh Batman fight scene before he ever becomes Batman like that first prison fight is fun um and Batman Begins. So I, I think he knows how to fight. He just got, he limited himself with a crazy stupid suit.
1: It's really, it's a lot of edits in that scene. Um, so, uh, Robert Pattinson, what did you guys think? Have you guys seen a lot of movies with Robert Pattinson in them? Yeah. Either of you? You have, Jeff? Which
0: ones? Twilight 1, Twilight 2, Twilight <laughs> You've three. seen all the Twilight's. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I watched um, uh, The King, where he acts against uh, Timothy Chalamet. I watched uh, Devil All the Time where he acts against Tom Holland.
1: Um, Okay, so you've seen more of his recent films. Yes. Okay, so this is the first one that I've seen recently with him in it besides Good Time, which is another really good movie from him. But this is the first one where I've seen him just kind of be
0: sort of charming. Sort of charming, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I enjoyed his role. I
1: was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is good to see like this is cool this is a cool version of him and i thought he was really good i really liked it and it made me really excited to see him as batman I don't, I don't know about you guys but i was like oh this is what i needed to see to kind of like lock in him as like a batman actor like to see that this kind of versatility because everything else i'd ever seen him in like the lighthouse or good time he's way more desperate and kind of like he's got like a chaos energy going um through him in those ones and so I needed to see that he could do something a little bit more straightforward, and I thought I mean, I, I think he pulled I, it I off. I really
0: liked him in Remember Me, so I'm excited for him to play a darker role again in the Batman films. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think that that'll be good. What about Kenneth Branagh? Did
0: you guys... I don't... No, I've never seen him in anything else, I don't think.
1: Oh, um, um, Yes, you have. He's... Uh, Brian, who is he in Harry Potter?
2: He's uh, Lockhart, Gilderoy.
1: Gild- Gilderoy Lockhart in that... <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very different role. He's Hercule Poirot in. Uh, oh no way! Mur- yeah, in the Murder on My the My mind Ring is rest. being blown right now.
0: What else is he in? Keep going.
1: Uh, <laughs> Hamlet. I don't. He does a lot of Shakespeare. Uh, is your name? Is Are you being sarcastic? Or? No, I'm like literally. Oh. <laughs> I would not
0: have thought that Gilderoy Lockhart was all three of those characters.
1: He's also the director of uh, Artemis Fowl* which I hated. Well, but he (laughs) he directed that. (laughs) I knew there was going to be a bad one coming. So,
0: um. he also
1: directed the first Thor movie. Jeez.
0: That's the one you guys hated, Um,
1: right? Yeah. I don't like that one either. I don't think he's a very good director.
0: (laughs) The second one's worse. The first one's enjoyable.
1: Yeah. The the second one was, uh, directed by one of the directors of the game of thrones. He's in, Uh, he's in Dunkirk. Yeah. He is in Dunkirk. Um, he's, he's, good uh, he's like a really good actor he really knows he i had never seen him play a villain like this before and it, it was actually the best usage of him that i've seen I, yeah, uh, overall great. this movie gets a, a a good rating for me because the performances were really 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 good i really loved the performances i thought that every character was really shining for me um i think the part that i struggled with is just It's so confusing. Like, I don't know how many times I'm going to need to watch this movie. I think... Here's what it is. I think I'm going to need to watch this movie so many more times to understand it that that I'm never going to get there.
0: You know what I mean? The good news is you're going to come out of it with some kind of film metaphor about directors and actors and producers, so...
1: I think I already have one. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on the theory. I think I figured it out. <laughs> I
0: I thought the performances were kind of overshadowed by the action of the film. I like I didn't think that there was a lot of time for them to get into like human moments where anyone like I don't know. I felt like the movie was so unnecessary unnecessarily convoluted. Like the the beginning of the film is literally only just to introduce that the main character has the the grit or the guts to kill himself if need be, and yet they decide to do that. By have him go undercover of a heist of a symphony in which the entire point of the heist is to draw the cops so that they can have the corrupt cops attempt to carry out an assassination of an American who has infiltrated this foreign government. And this man with his team has infiltrated a secret group that is going to infiltrate the secret cops <laughs> so that he can protect the American. Yeah, and not, it
1: was so crazy. I was like, and then what is happening And then his right team now?
0: gets caught one of them gives up the information but doesn't know anything after 18 hours and then like I don't know and then he commits suicide but doesn't really die all it's just like holy fuck that was the first seven minutes of the film of what I just explained and I was like then that didn't make any sense like it was it's so unnecessary they could have just been like oh I got caught I committed suicide like they didn't need to do half of what they did of, of the unnecessary the complication and then he meets the Russian's wife and she's like oh, it's not just like oh i want to escape my marriage she's like no no i'm being blackmailed into this marriage because i bought a fake painting once and i'm being held here against him into
1: buying a fake painting she she got her arms dealer husband to buy a forgery but he knew it was a forgery and was using it to trap her and to trap her he was going to have her arrested for producing a forgery but she also knew that he was an arms dealer so why like if he got her arrested like wouldn't she just take him down well he would just go backwards
0: uh, in time i guess um yeah
1: but i just uh, that part was a bit like okay christopher
0: nolan i don't understand what you're doing yeah well and then like the the entire movie i counted there's five different heists in this film (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous you got the first heist (laughs) of them doing what i just explained the second heist is them going to steal the the safe house or whatever where she keeps the painting so they plan this elaborate heist. They do this five-minute exposition about how Russian oligarchs are using this, this tax incentive of not fully importing their goods and keeping their goods at the airport to avoid paying taxes. And I was just like, this is fucking weird. I had to watch that scene twice to understand why the fuck we were even talking about it. But they go and do that. And and then they do a yeah. third heist to go back to that point. Like, it, like it's just so ridiculous. Um,
1: yeah, well, okay, how about this? When they go in reverse... And they go back to the plane crashing situation. I they they go in reverse with the stretcher. Wouldn't everybody around be like, why are these people walking backwards with the stretcher? What is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> like, why isn't anyone stopping and pointing at them? Because that would be fucking weird if you saw that.
0: I I watched the first half of this movie really, really hating the film. I was like, I fucking hate this, I fucking hate this. I watched the second half of this film going. You know, I hate this so much. Like, they actually did explain a lot of my questions that I had at the beginning. And I I, yeah. I am going to give it a positive review. I enjoyed it. But only because I was able to stop it and say, what the fuck did I miss? I need to watch that last five minutes again. What specifically did they say? I, you know, I don't know. It's going
2: gonna, it's gonna to take a couple more rewatches before I think it really hits anybody. But, you know, going knowing that, I think we can...
1: We may have to do like a rewatch episode someday. Yeah, we rewatch say, this movie. And <laughs> I think we
2: could circle. I think we could circle back at some point. It'll start making the lists of you know different conversations that we have, and and we can kind of circle back on it.
1: Sure, we'll do a list of uh, most confusing movies of all time, and this will be on top of
2: everybody's um, <laughs> his entire entire like movie collection. By the way, I just wanted to correct you real quick. If, if we're coming up on time here, uh, you have seen Kenneth Branagh as a a riveting villain. The 1999 classic Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, <laughs> right. He, he was a doctor, uh, Arliss, loveless. Loveless. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so hysterical. funny.
1: <laughs> I forgot he was in that movie. So God, that movie is bad. <laughs> so that guy, that guy just
2: delivers. <laughs> just delivers. <laughs> yeah,
1: that movie is insane. I don't even. I can't. Yeah, I don't even know yeah i think we can we can pass it off i mean overall brian would you recommend watching this movie
2: absolutely yeah i think um i think it's worth watching and i'm gonna say planning on rewatching because should we develop watching it once is just not gonna not gonna stick everything that you you need to digest i think it it's hard for me to talk about because i haven't watched it twice yet but i have a feeling that the second time i watch it it's gonna make way more sense and, and just hit that much harder so should we develop
1: some sort of rating system for this when we like should we do like a five stars or a or should we just do like a thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, we got, like, we got we yes got six thumbs. No.
2: We'll do it out of six thumbs. So you can you, <laughs> if, if you're kind of 50 50 on it, you can throw one up and one down.
1: OK, so each person gets two thumbs. So it's either two thumbs up, one thumb up or two thumbs down, one thumb down. And we'll call it the, okay, the yeah, six thumbs scale.
0: There you go. I want to do yeah. like a
2: two thirds thumbs. <laughs> then you got to kind of do like a, like the turtle thing. I want to uh, be like a mark like this. Yeah, you can go halfway. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. That's no, like no, a no, 1. No. It's 1.5. One thumb, or two thumbs, or zero thumbs, or thumbs down. And those count as negative. <laughs> so and either I'll thumbs up, up or up. thumbs
2: down. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. So you can do. <laughs> in honor of christopher nolan we're gonna make our rating system impossible to understand <laughs> all
2: right so what, what do you guys got show me show me thumbs no this makes any thumbs down
1: count as a negative and then i'll add them all up to get a ultimate thumb rating all right <laughs> so jeff how many thumbs up are you giving it i i, I, I dude i'm like Throw your hands up no, Damn, give me no thumbs. one Straight up, up it's up or down. Those are your options. No, there's no half thumbs. <laughs> Dude, I, it's like
2: on the border. It was enjoyable. Okay, so one thumb up then. Fucking that's one thumb. I'll okay, give you one thumb get up.
1: One thumb up, Brian. What are you doing? Yeah, same, same. One thumb up. And then Tyler is also doing one thumb up. So three out of six
2: thumbs. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a bad rating. That's, that's no, it's this like is the a first film we've those ever are rated. all positive. Yeah, like the only thing that I could think of that would get like six thumbs is like Troy. You know, but like <laughs> anyway, we don't need to go back. But we can just accept that. Uh, you know, but I don't think a three. I don't think a three out of six is that bad. I think it's more us saying that there's more to digest, and it's probably going to get a higher rating after a rewatch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see myself liking this movie. I just think, yeah, I, I I've already said it. I just it's it's a bit difficult to follow, and I say watch it, watch it with subtitles on. Um, if you have that opportunity because it'll make a lot more sense if you can actually follow the dialogue and understand what's going on Um, I did quickly want to touch on one thing I thought the score was really interesting it's kind of a different thing for Christopher Nolan to kind of do a a weirder more modern futuristic almost score I thought it was kind of cool so uh, Ludwig God, God, God whatever that guy I've never seen his name in a score before but I liked it quite a lot um uh yeah oh one thing that we didn't so yeah we're gonna wrap that up one thing we didn't mention christian bale is it has been officially confirmed uh for thor three or thor four love and thunder as the villain gore the god butcher um which i had never read the the series where he appears so i went and downloaded it on comiXology um it's a, it seems to be an interesting character I really thought he was going to be the Minotaur uh, from the Roxxon Corp- Corporation but he's not um, which I think is a, a missed opportunity but we'll see how the God Butcher plays out um, let's quickly, do you, do you guys uh, have before we wrap up, do you guys have any recommendations of things that you did this week? Brian, do you have anything?
2: Uh, wow, suddenly blanking um, we have been finishing up Black Sails on Stars. still working through the last season, loving it um, I've actually started kind of twirling my mustache out like a buccaneer so if you ever see another picture, picture of me I anticipate me rocking the stash uh, <laughs> other than that uh, video games uh, we've been playing Dead by Daylight um, I've been sticking with Elite Dangerous although I think I'm losing Jeff um, they've just rolled out a new gameplay trailer for their Odyssey um, exp- or expansion or content update uh, coming in early 2021 where you'll be able to land on worlds and have you know like like this shooter style interaction where there's a little bit of combat that's outside of just the ship combat that we found kind of lacking uh so looking
0: forward to that um but that's about it jeff yeah i mean i think you and i have the same recommendation uh we both picked up cyberpunk 2077 i'm a little bit further along than he is i suspect Um, yes
1: i've got like maybe two and a half hours in okay um but I like it so far. It's interesting. I chose a street kid. Jeff, I know you chose a nomad. Uh, I actually have to pick your brain about the skill tree uh, before we get off the video call, but we won't keep it on this. I think that Cyberpunk will have to have a longer discussion.
0: Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for Brian, so we might have to do it for one of our own episodes when Brian can't make it.
1: Or or Brian could just pick up the damn game. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, although it does have a very Grand Theft Auto 5 feel to it. I think Brian... Might like that. might You like know, it, Brian,
0: it's is funny. I didn't really think much of it. i uh, There's a big twist in the game. I'm not going to say what the twist is. Um, you know, I'm not even going to get into it just because I don't want to spoil it.
1: Quick rating as of right now. Are you liking it?
0: Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I just bought uh, reinforced ankles that I made to uh, have super jump. <laughs> and so I'm just jumping on top of buildings now. It's super fun.
1: That's pretty cool. So, wait, real quick. As a nomad, do you, are you in the city or are you out in like the desert or something?
0: No, you're you're in the city regardless. You just okay. get different dialogue options that your character can try and influence people using your own personal background.
1: Oh, do you get? So did you start with the same people that I did? Like, did you start with the guy named Kurt and you have to steal a car?
2: Have this conversation nope. after that we wrap
0: up the cast, man. <laughs> nope, I I got introduced straight to to. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. we'll talk about it
1: after it's fine Well, so far I'm really enjoying it I recommend it if anybody's on the fence uh, which if you're listening to this and you're on the fence of it that doesn't make sense to me uh, just go play it it's really fun uh, so far and the graphics look incredible alright guys uh, thanks for listening we really appreciate anybody who sticks around this is a longer episode so I hope you like it if this is your first episode you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Clever Kids Pod uh, we'd appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us subscribe to the feed um and get in touch with us we really want to hear from everybody um hit us up on instagram hit us up on twitter or however you want to Um, we'd love to have the conversation so yeah reach out um other than that uh thanks guys bye
2: yeah thanks guys bye everyone Thank you.